Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passion Purpose Podcast Part 2. Here with my buddy Chase Moore, Senior Pastor at Antioch, D.C. That's mm-hmm. Washington, for those who are not familiar right. with D.C. That's right. And, um, hey, we had a great time uh, talking about uh, you and Lacey's story, a little bit of your life, and talking about how to give our lives away. Mm-hmm. I thought that last part was really good, by the way. Good. And, uh, <laughs> but, hey, we want to just catch us up. What what's God ca- called you guys to in D.C.? What's the vision? What are you guys yeah. doing? Where do you meet? All that good stuff, Incredible. and then just take us through kind of the big rocks. So if people come to D.C., they know where to go. If they're yeah. praying for D.C., they know who to pray for. Right. And uh, and tell people, uh, you know, hey, this is what God's doing among us. Yes, yeah. absolutely. My pleasure. Interject. <laughs> keep me on course yes, if I, I if keep I going. stray. Uh, but man, we you know. I said last time, Antioch DC was this train that I hopped onto. Mm-hmm. And for Lacey and I as the pastors, we can honestly say others have labored and we've entered into right. their labor, yep. whether it's Caleb, Kyle and Abby or or others. We had a handful of people who were connected to the Antioch movement yep. who said, hey, we've learned how to do life group. We've learned how to do discipleship. We've learned how to share our faith in the workplace. Let's just get together and do that. And literally yeah. a group of four or five young adults living on Capitol Hill right. in full-time uh, jobs is what launched Antioch DC. Yep. And I love to tell people so uh, that the church started before the pastor. Yes. Like it, it always should. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then a love pastor it. gets to come and try to help shepherd and facilitate yes. other people walking in that flow and work of the mm. Holy Spirit. And so that's been our joy. Um, and some, some, in some ways, because of the w- way it started, we've always had to keep a very high value on discipleship, which we always should, and on our house church gatherings. Mm-hmm. And I, we use house church in Antioch, D.C., right. uh, and everybody wants to know, what does that look like? And here's what it looks like. It looks like life group full throttle. Yes. And I've been in life groups. I've been in Sunday school classes that matter for that matter. (laughs) Right. That really function the way we talk about house church. It's really just Acts 2, 42 through 47. Mm. Not a secret verse, but just really trying to live that out and make that the new normal for our communities. Um, So so house churches have been a big focus because we have had so many people in full time work. And up until couple months ago I was the only full-time staff we have now one administrator and she's saving all of our lives Mm. and it's great Um, but but yeah since day one I would say our vision has been discipleship and house churches so when we talk about DC our vision is that in five to ten years we want to see house churches all over the city and we want to see sent ones all around the world great that's the vision that's what we want to see in five or ten years so it's like what do we do each day to get there yes and that's our mission statement which is we make disciples, we start house, plant house churches, and we start new streams. Come on. New streams is just going to an area of the city or a sphere or a work or an office where nothing is happening. And like, how do I make disciples here? Yeah. So make yeah. disciples, plant house churches, start new streams. That's Great. our MO every day. Mm-hmm. And and so we're actually seeing that happen. So you were, you were talking to me. Of course, there's so many incredible testimonies. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll want you to share some of those. But when you talk about 
Washington, D.C., you said there's three different cities. Yeah. Tell me about those cities sure. and, and how you guys are engaging each of those. Yeah, so, so most people associate Washington, D.C. with this federal city, which it is, all the monuments, which are beautiful. We live a block behind the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't make sense, but that's where we are. And, and it, it, this beautiful federal city that you see from the backgrounds of cable news. Sure. Uh, and that is only a part of DC. And so right. we often talk about three cities in one. And so right. the federal city represented by people who come from outside of Washington, DC, yep. from Georgia, from Pennsylvania, from Washington state, from Florida, California, everywhere and get jobs. And typically this crowd is transient and right. temporary. Yep. And this crowd is also very lonely. A lot of young adults. And very young. Very lonely, yeah. very young. Right. Washington, D.C., in the district, is a very young city. And, and the typical MO there is, is, hey, let me move to the city for a career path. I'll stay right. for a few years, get what I can, and leave, mm -hmm. which is not how you bless a city. You know, wow. that, that has its challenges. Mm. Uh, it's very transactional in that way. Sure. Uh, but it also brings a lot of beautiful, the architecture and, and all the mm. systems is beautiful. Sure. Um, but often overlooked is the international city. Uh -huh. And um, and that's the city of people who've moved in from all over the world. Sometimes they're diplomats and high-ranking officials, and other times it's Uber drivers and people operating food trucks sure. and doing some more service-oriented jobs. Sure. And, and they're a huge part of the fabric of our city, but right. not as noticeable as all the beautiful monuments and government sure. offices. And then the third city was really true Washington, it is the Washingtonians who have made DC home for the past century plus. Right. And honestly, the black community, I mm. would say if you're really looking for, for the who is Washington, who are the right. Washingtonians, it, it that story belongs in large part to the black community. Mm -hmm. People who gathered there ever since emancipation and it was one of the first majority black cities in the mm. country. 70% uh, African-American city at one point, lovingly called the chocolate city. Mm. And, uh, and yet this city, which is actually true Washington, has historically been overlooked because the city is home to a black community, right. but administered by a federal government that, as we know, for large swaths of our history was predominantly white right. and male. And so that's definitely created a, a local community that can be disgruntled and disinvested. Mm -hmm. And it's a but it's a beautiful culture and sure. a rich heritage. And there's a revival history that runs through uh, mm -hmm. historic Washington, right. D.C. that we're just getting to step into and be a part of. And so. Mm -hmm. Again, our desire and vision is to see house churches across the city, which means in each of these right. cities, and uh, and we're seeing it happen. Yeah, so so federal city, which would be a lot of young adults working on yeah. the hill, working mm -hmm. in government offices, positions, all that good stuff, and God brings them from all over the yes, country, whether they're there for two years or four years or whatever. Yes. So what's going on among those folks? Yeah, so we've got a couple a couple of house churches that are that are uh, comprised of staffers who work in congressional offices and, and stories of a one of our leaders and, and she's just got favor and network with her peers and her bosses and and her congressman limps into the office one day and and our 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 leader she's mm -hmm. just so bold and she's got a good relationship with her congresswoman her boss and said I need to pray for you and and so we've got servants of Jesus on their knees mm -hmm. in congressional offices laying hands on the sick. It's happening right. on Capitol Hill. Sure. It's beautiful. Yes. Uh, we've got young adults who are coming in and sometimes they're only there for a six week internship. And, and they're saying, I've never, I never knew community could be like this. Mm -hmm. And one of our original goals at the church was that, that the level of community and the level of mission that we live out would ruin 
normal life for people that right. they'd say, Hey, if yeah. I can't go back to my home state and find this, I'm going to create it. Mm. And we've seen that happen as yes. well. Mm -hmm. Young adults coming in and learning to hear God's voice for the first time, mm -hmm. working 60 hours on Capitol Hill and then coming in there in their business suits to gather right behind mm -hmm. uh, the Supreme Court in a little town home and just dig into God's word, mm -hmm. pray for their coworkers. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So again, different stories of, of people's uh, lives change, like we talk about, hey, they're praying in the Capitol, mm -hmm. they're praying in their workplace. Uh, but, you know, I, I uh, know when they first started, you know, people, I remember one gal telling me herself that she uh, was walking by where they were meeting mm -hmm. and thought, what's that singing? What's going yeah. on? And then and then she's standing around, and then somebody walks up and said, well, what are you doing? She said, I don't know. What, what mm -hmm. am I supposed to be doing? And she got brought into the meeting. She was a young uh, adult staffer. She comes to the Lord. Mm -hmm. God starts moving in her life. Yeah. And uh, the swirl around her then becomes like this wow moment. Yes. Just because the people of God are meeting, she gets pulled in, yeah. and now she becomes a conduit for other mm -hmm. people. I, mm -hmm. uh, I, I love that. Yeah. And um, I, I think every time I'm in D.C. with that young adult crowd, I just mm -hmm. get energized yes. because of what God's doing. Yeah, absolutely. They run hard, and, and God's doing it. And I alluded to this in our earlier segment, but, yeah. but the idea of the, our most fruitful people in the places are, are in those places are the ones who, if it all went away tomorrow, they'd be okay because they'd still be on mission for Jesus and their right. identity is not bound up in the work they're doing. Mm -hmm. But because they're fully seeking God and because they're doing their work with excellence, mm -hmm. it's just opening doors and mm -hmm. it's bringing people into the family. And, and, yeah. and so it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. It's so exciting. And that's just one of our cities. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, so, so we got the young adult crowd. Uh, then talk about the international crowd. Yeah, so international people from all over the world are in D.C. And, and man, you get in a driver in, a, in an Uber and you, you have the opportunity to talk with somebody from Afghanistan or Sudan or all over the country. It's amazing. And one thing I didn't mention about our, our church is that our Sunday gatherings happen on the National Mall. There's a wedding tent, uh, and you can Google David's Tent D.C., the mm. tent that David built. And, uh, and, and it's a 24-7 prayer and worship house. We don't run it. We're just mm. friends and partners mm. with the people who do. And they said, hey, meet here on Sundays. So 10 to 12, every Sunday, we're out on the National Mall just going for it, praising Jesus. And we've literally had people, we had a gal from, from Mexico and she lives in the city, but she grew up in Mexico and, and she was jogging by and heard the music, came in, somebody saw her in the back. Hey, what are you doing? Have you been here before? Do you know what's going on? And she stuck around, she's been baptized, she's walking in discipleship mm. in our church. It's just beautiful. Another friend of ours, uh, we, we have some, uh, a Niger one of my good friends, Ogemdi, is, is from Nigeria, and, and he leads in worship. He brings that Nigerian flair, and it's yes. so beautiful. And somebody was at a monument across the street on the steps and heard a, Niger a Nigerian worship sound. And just came in and wanted to know what's going on here. Uh -huh. And he's linked up with our church. He was already a believer, mm -hmm. but now he's found a family to run mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And he's part of the, the crew leading the front in evangelism in our church mm -hmm. and, and leading groups to go share the gospel all around our city. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's amazing. So. Yeah, so we've got... So we got the young adult crowd, which is on fire. And I just want to say one thing about the young adult crowd. They are praying machines. Prayer These machines. guys are yeah. praying yeah. 
every day, mm -hmm. literally. I know they, they have these evening calls with other people from around the movement. I know that they've prayed on site throughout the year, mm -hmm. the middle, and especially all uh, the challenges uh, that have gone on. They've been right in the middle of it. That's they, right, yeah. These young adults, they've been yep. downtown among yep. the protests. Yep. And, and again, in the midst of that, not taking sides, but right. looking for the people that yes. God's highlighting, yeah. whether somebody's extremely angry or extremely broken mm -hmm. or extremely hurting. I mean, wow. Yeah. So we got our young adult crowd out. We got our international crowd. Then talk about our Washingtonians. Yeah, our Washingtonians, people who are from the D.C. who, who you know, are understandably pretty jaded about people wow. like me who move in from sure. outside the city and, and are trying to sell them something. Uh, but but God has a heart for the city and he has a mm -hmm. heart for Washingtonians. And, and I think through just genuine, authentic relationship, we are seeing people come to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's not this idea of, hey, let me sell you this and move on. Let me tell you I have the answer to all your problems. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, God sees you. Why don't you tell me your story? And right. like you mentioned, the protest, just being willing to to listen and and you know right. being being present there, not to take sides, but to hear stories mm -hmm. and understand what people are going through was such a meaningful time for us. And uh, and, and through that, we met people who are still in house churches today. And you know, as a church, we still got a long way to go to reach yeah, all of these of cities. Sure. And and we're not satisfied, but we are so grateful. To see that, man, when people walk in authenticity, and everybody wants to know about DC, like what, what is the secret recipe? Is it the tent? The tent's great. It facilitates mm -hmm. a low production mm -hmm. service. We can just show up and do our thing. Mm -hmm. We don't have to put a lot of effort and off hours into sure. it, and that's great. Is it? Is it that you call it house church? What's your model? And I'm like, mm -hmm. it's surprisingly simple. Probably like all the life groups you've been a part of <laughs> in Antioch. Right. So like, what is it? Sure. And it comes back to it. It really is that culture. There's a culture of prayer. There's a culture of like we want to encounter mm. Jesus. Mm. There's a culture of boldness and testimony that gets contagious. Mm. Yes. And and so God's just using that. You know, mm. it's not a model. It's not a formula. It's not that I'm. Lord knows, it's not because I'm hip or cool or with it. Like it is. Oh come on, Chase. <laughs> that's true. I, I am <laughs> yeah. with it. Uh, but but really, what's making the most difference is that culture of hungry people. Sure. Who just want to go for it. So, uh, so wrap us up with a few thoughts. So you and the leadership team there, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which, again, I'm familiar with all these guys. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, when push comes to shove, uh, just recap again. What are you, what are you calling people to? Yeah. When they come to Antioch, D.C., whether it's a Sunday morning, a house church, you meet them on the street. What are you calling people to? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing we say at every house church and every Sunday morning are our core values, which are, are from our broader Antioch movement. Sure. You know, maybe we emphasize them more than some, but, but we always articulate in every, literally every gathering, encounter, disciple, mission. We are mm. people who live to encounter God. We want to be disciples, followers yes. of Jesus. We want uh -huh. to make disciples, help other uh -huh. people become lifelong followers of Jesus. And we want to live on mission, which means we verbally share Jesus everywhere we go, workplace, and the nations and beyond, which means we, we do our work in a way that brings the kingdom and facilitates his coming through our, our work. And so we articulate those values on such a regular basis, and we call people to live that. We use similar language as Antioch Movement has for sure. years of, hey, sure. like, be an owner, not just right. a member. And, right. and to be an owner means you're with us. You're sure. walking out these values. And mm -hmm. we talk about the five circles of church, which mm -hmm. 
big fans of the podcast will know of like me and Jesus right. and yes. twos and threes in discipleship and, and houses gathered, the, sure. the corporate gathering and life on mission. We say, man, sure. if you're doing these things, consider yourself an owner. Absolutely. And, uh, and so we call people to that. Right. We, and we use the language, uh, and again, I can't take credit for any of this. Carl yeah. Gully, sure. high invitation, high right. challenge. Yes. And we try not to be apologetic about that. Sure. But people want that. Because yes. actually family is high invitation, high challenge. Yes. And people want family. Mm. And, and, and so Good. one of our key verses has been Psalm 68, I believe it's verse 6, where he sets the lonely in families. Mm. And one of the lonelier cities in the country, yeah. survey after survey, God's doing it. And yeah. people are ready for the mission because they're ready for family. Mm. And, and I think that's what we're calling people to. Amen. So here we go, guys. When you look at Washington, D.C., when you see the news and you get all distraught about everything going on, just know that God is always bringing light in the darkness. That's right. He's always raising up uh, standard bearers. He's mm -hmm. always raising up Daniels mm -hmm. in the midst of Babylon. He's always raising up people. And I get the front row seat through you guys to meet the good guys, yes. that, that there's people really yes. contending in every area of society, yes. in every branch of government. There's somebody loving Jesus, yes. living for Jesus. And for sure we know that you can go to the uh, mall on Sunday yes, morning, look for the white tent, and yes. you can be a part of what God's doing in Antioch, D.C. as a part you of that lighthouse to the nations of the earth. Yes. All right. Love you, Chase Moore. And, uh, hey, love you guys for listening. Really just so grateful. And... We encourage you, and maybe I'll just say this on the back side. Uh, as part of the Antioch movement, we have churches in 45 different locations, and Antioch, D.C. is one of those. And we love it when people say, hey, I was in Antioch, D.C., <clears throat> was looking somewhere to go on Sunday morning, and I stopped by yep. the tent. Or I'm moving to Antioch, D.C. Just get a hold of these Come guys uh, and let them know that you're coming, and we'll keep you in the flow of what God's doing. Uh, and again, our heart and our prayer is that the gospel and the church is still the hope of the world. Amen. And we have planted that hope in Washington, D.C. true. Love you guys. Let me say let me say this too, and we can edit it out or whatever. But I laugh at that idea that, that like, D.C. is so hard, there's nothing good happening. Like, it literally sure. makes me laugh. Right. Because there are testimonies that roll in every week yes. of some single individual that was faithful to Jesus and right. saw somebody come to Christ right. or saw somebody get healed right. or saw like a prayer rally break out in their congressional office. Right. It, it it would blow your mind. And of course, those things are not going to make the headline. Sure. But like if you hear all the bad news coming out of Washington, D.C., you right. really should laugh at that because yes. God is on the move. He really is on the move. Wow. And it's not because we're there holding it down, raging yeah, against sure. the system. It's sure. because our eyes are on Jesus mm. and like we're pursuing him. And yeah. when people do that, he yeah. really does show up. Awesome. And so be encouraged. It's That's alive. It. Nothing good's coming out of Washington, D.C. All right. Kingdom is coming. That's it right there. That's why you need to listen to both <laughs> these podcasts. Love you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>